If you're a California conservative, a libertarian, a moderate Democrat, believe in common sense, or just a sane person, this is the political podcast for you. It's the California Underground Podcast. What's going on? Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Coffee in California Politics. Back again Wednesday morning. Sipping on some Black Rifle uh, black beards to like dark roast. Um, not usually a big dark roast person, but it's uh, it's good in, in, in certain amounts. I like the light roast because it's got more caffeine. Um, but you know, it's been getting a little chilly here in San Diego, so uh, dark roast is uh, a nice little upgrade from the summer blend of, of light blend. But so, a couple announcements. Uh, first off, check out the Stop Brownout Support Nuclear shirt I just got in last night um really great quality um i'm not just saying this this is like really super soft quality super stretchy um this is a medium um and this is the heavy metal color so it looks i think it looks really good i think it came out really well really crisp um but yeah i'm gonna start wearing it around stop uh stop brown out support nuclear sort of the theme of today what we're gonna be talking about which is energy gas prices everything that is happening um going on in california right now um yeah that's awesome i'm glad to see you get a lot of compliments when you wear the shirt i'm gonna see if i get a lot of compliments when i go wear this shirt out um but yeah it's sort of the theme of today talking about gas prices we've talked about this before but it seems they've they've started a new this is the new headline which is talking about um gas prices and why they're so high and you know one side says oh, let's, uh, you know, let's tax the windfall profits, let's tax this. And then the other is saying, you know, it's not that we have to suspend the gas tax. And there's a lot more to it, I think. Um, There's a little bit more nuanced than just blaming it on big like oil corporations, Um, as as there always is. Whenever it comes to politics and political talking points, there's always way more than um, than whatever the political talking point is, which is the point of this show that we're going to dive into this stuff so that you learn to think and not just take everybody at their political word because everybody has a political slant and everybody's trying to tell you something and everybody's trying to push a certain agenda. So the point of this show is for us to sit down and talk um, and, and kind of dive into this stuff so that you also go and dive into this stuff. And then when people, you see people fighting back and forth on Twitter um, saying stuff like, um, Oh, well, it's because of the oil gas for windfall profits. And some people say, no, it's because of the taxes. It's a little bit of both. It's definitely a both. Well, actually, it has nothing to do with profits. I will I'll say that right out now. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, um, Camille just brought up a good point in the chat, which is if there was such collusion for price gouging. Now, price gouging is illegal. If there was such evidence that there was price gouging going on in the state of California, do you not think that someone like Rob Bonta would just automatically just go right into a frothy rage um, when it comes to prosecuting and setting up some big case against all the oil companies who are colluding with each other? But because they there is no evidence of collusion that they're all colluding to raise prices and raise profits as much as possible... Um, obviously they can't bring a case, but they keep saying that all these oil companies are colluding and bringing up the, the price of gas because they want the windfall, uh, profits. Um, just keep that in mind. If there was such a big case that they were colluding legally, they would be able to bring a case. Um, and they haven't done so. There's been no talk about it. There's been in this investigative committee, which we're going to talk about. Um, but it, it hasn't really done a lot. It's met twice in the past since June, because it's that's how high priority it is um, for you. So yeah, if you like the shirt, the stop the brown at support nuclear, you can click on the link below. It's pinned as a um, I know it's more expensive than the other shirts, but the quality is really good. It's a really nice shirt. I can feel like this is going to be a, a staple in the in the wardrobe going forward. But the other big announcement going on Tomorrow night, we're going to have Brian Dolly, state senator, is going to be on. He's the Republican gubernatorial candidate. We're going to talk to him, and he's been nice enough to stretch it from a half an hour to an hour. So we're going to pepper him with a bunch of questions. We're going to really, really talk to him about a lot of this stuff, really get to know him and stuff like that. I know a lot of people who are followers don't really know who Brian Dolly is or before he started to run. Um, I'm excited to have him on. It's the first time I'm ever talking to him, so this is really exciting. It's really great that he's coming on and, and kind of meeting with 
independent podcasters like myself. Um, Anthony Cabasa, also another great podcaster. He just started out. He was on his show, so check him out too. Um, I'm going to make sure I go over that podcast again so I don't ask the same repeat questions. Um, but yeah, Brian Dolly is going to be on the program tomorrow night. We also have some other big candidates and political figures lining up. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a crazy kind of mad dash until election, which is 34 days away or so. So we we got a lot of work to do and we got propositions we got to break down. All of that stuff is going to be coming up in the next month. Um, this is really crunch time, really crunch time here. And we're going to do our best to give you as much um, as much stuff as possible going into the election so that you're educated so that other people, you can educate other people. Um, and that way, you know, that's the whole point of this. Like I said, this is the whole point is to kind of sit down and talk about this stuff. So it's not just blindly voting red, blue, whatever my party says, whatever their party says. So you can actually break stuff down and make that informed decision. So with that said, um, I'm going to take another sip of coffee. I haven't had enough coffee yet. So if I seem a little hazy, it's because I haven't had enough coffee yet. All right, so let's dive into this story about the gas prices and what the heck is going on. Well, we all know what's going on. They're, they're out of control. Um, I, I mean, I went, before I left for my most recent trip, it jumped up 15 cents, passed by a Chevron of 688 for regular. Now, Chevron is always a little bit more expensive because they add that engine cleaner and stuff like that. But every other place I saw was over $6 just for regular gas, not like premium, not like super or whatever. Um, Everywhere, all of a sudden, it just spiked up overnight. Now, I'm not saying it was great before. I'm not saying that any way that we look at the gas prices and say like, oh, things were great before. But, you know, you were looking at prices coming down and that the regular price of gasoline was coming down under $5, maybe marginally under $5 if you went to places like Costco or something like that. But to have it spike up again to over $6 is shocking to California consumers and people in California because every dollar that you add to gas prices does hurt people who are the most vulnerable when it comes to their economic status where they can't um, make the decisions that they need to make, which is do I fill up my gas tank or do I have to buy food? And these are really tough decisions for a lot of Californians now when it comes to the price of gas here. Um, and of course, the first thing that Noodles has said and that he's jumped all over is that this is something to do with windfall profits. And that's always the line that they like to go to, which is this is windfall, windfall profit. Um, so he says, I'm coming to grips that we'll never see gas below $4 a gallon in, again in my life, at least in California. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is people just adjust. And that's another thing. People adjust when they see the, the price of gas go up. They adjust their budget because now all of a sudden you're finding, do I spend all the money on, on filling up my tank? Maybe I only fill up my tank a little here and a little bit there. Um, maybe I fill up as a per needed basis. Maybe I don't travel as much. Um, maybe I kind of plan out where I'm going. Like for me, I know that if I'm going out and I got to drive somewhere, um, I, I try to make one trip. I try not to go back home and then come back out. Like if I'm going out, I'm going out. I'm going to try and get everything done that day while I'm out and kind of make like a little plan of like where I'm going to go and stuff. I don't want to go and then drive and then come back out and all that stuff. Um, and I think there's probably going to be a lot of people who are doing that. You adjust your spending habits based on what you have to spend on. And right now gas is eating a lot of people's budgets to the point where they're probably not going out as much, uh, recreationally. They're not doing a lot of things. Um, people are probably just staying home as much more. They're probably not ordering takeout. Um, and it's, you know, it does change a lot of people's spending habits. Like, yeah, someone said changing driving habits. I've had sort of this mentality for a while now since gas kind of spiked up, which was, you know, you try not to think of, oh, I'm just going to drive all over the place and drive all over my County to do X, Y, and Z. Like I'm going to try and keep it simple, uh, you know, get as much stuff delivered as possible. Um, but it is a huge, huge deterrent for a lot of other spending activities, which hurts the larger California economy when people are not spending as much. If they're not spending as much going out to buy that sandwich at the local sandwich shop, now the local mom and pop sandwich shop is suffering because people aren't coming in as much. Or the local coffee shop is is kind of suffering because people think, well, I'm not going to spend $5 a day to go to my local coffee shop that I love to support. 
Instead, I'm going to save that money for gas because I got to drive to work every single day. Combine that with now we're what a year and a half or so removed from the end of the pandemic, which by the way, I would like to say that the pandemic is officially over just based on the fact that uh, Trader Joe's has brought free samples back. And if free samples are back at Trader Joe's, that must be a good enough sign that we're out of the pandemic and, and, and we've made it. Um, it was the first time I saw it the other day. There were free samples. I was like, I can't believe there's free samples in Trader Joe's again. This is I haven't seen this in a long time. Um, they haven't bring, brought back the hot free samples yet. Just the free samples like they can hand out, like pumpkin spice, espresso beans. Yes, I did buy a packet. They're 99 cents. You can live a little. Um, so as I was saying, uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, as you're seeing, more and more people are now being asked to go back to the office and commute more. You're seeing traffic build up. Um, it, it's going to be a big deterrent on the California economy. There's no two ways about it. Um, and the people it hurts the most are those basically middle, lower, and down when it comes to economic status. Those people who can't afford to, they're living paycheck to paycheck. They were stretching their paycheck as it was. And now these gas prices are eating away more and more of your gas price or more and more of your budget. This past weekend, I was uh, in Arizona and we filled up the tank uh, 377. So it was like 40 bucks. We filled up our tank or I mean, it wasn't completely empty, but still $40 filled up our entire tank. It was like, uh, I would say three quarters empty. Um, so there's only a quarter of a tank left and we filled it up for 40 bucks. Makes a big difference. It makes a big difference because all that stuff does have a residual trickle down impact. The price of gas impacts the prices of goods when those things have to get shipped from one location to another, when truckers have to ship those things from one place to another, the price of goods are going to go up because if it costs more for the person who produces those goods, the shipper now has to spend more in gasoline. So everything is starting to go up. Combine that with the horrible inflation that we're seeing. It's not a good remedy. So obviously the fail safe is to have a huge video um, where you say, oh, it's all because of windfall profits and because the, the, the corporations, the oil, evil oil companies, if there's any left, the evil oil companies left in California are colluding to raise everything as much as profits are possible. Um, it, it does warrant some sort of response. So let's get into a couple of these articles and then I'll open it up for questions and comments and stuff that we always like to talk about. Um, whew. More coffee. All right. So this first article is from the California Globe, uh, one of our favorite sources. Uh, and this is Governor Newsom calls for a tax on windfall profits on oil companies after abandoning gas tax pause. Um, says he's returning profits to Californians after passing sweeping climate change bills, further restricting oil and gas extraction. That might be one of the first things. If you're further restricting something that you need more of, right? If you need more of it to lower the price, um, that might be step one is that if you're already restricting the product and the creation of that product, that's probably a lot why oil is very expensive here in California and gas is really expensive. Uh, this is what Noodle said. Crude oil prices are dropping, but oil and gas companies are still raising prices on California consumers. Uh, he's announcing a windfall profits tax on oil companies. Of course, any sort of tax has to go through the legislature. He can't just um, he can't just announce a tax. Governors can't do that. Um, although there are plenty of governors who do promise that they're going to pass taxes. Um, one infamous one said he wanted to do a tourist tax. He was going to tax every tourist in the coming into California. Don't know how that was going to happen, but that's stuff that some governors do propose. They think that they can get away with that. Uh, he says these price hikes cannot be attributed solely to refinery maintenance issues, hurricane distributes, disruptions, or even state taxes. So he's, in, he's already admitting off the top, there are plenty of things that do affect the price of gas here in California. Refinery maintenance issues, hurricane disruptions, and state taxes. All those things are true, and they all have an effect on your overall price a gallon per gas. Gas prices have increased by a record of .84 cents per gallon in just one week, the governor said. In a video, Governor Newsom addressed the 250 difference between California's highest in the nation gas prices over $7 in some California locations 
and the rest of the country. Quote, this degree of divergence from the national prices has never happened before in oil companies. They provide no explanation. The fact is they're ripping you off. He said their record profits are coming at your expense. So let's start right here. The first thing right off the bat is that he says they provide no explanation, even though in the same video, he says that there's a whole bunch of different reasons why gas is really expensive in California, including refinery maintenance issues, hurricane disruptions or state taxes. So let's talk about what happened with the refinery, which is a lot something a lot of people are not talking about Uh, right now. There is an issue with one of the remaining refineries here in the state of California. Uh, there is a refinery. It's one of Chevron's refinery. It says that they're operating at 81% capacity as a combination of planned maintenance and the unplanned maintenance going on right now, says Denton. It appears that a number of refineries went unplanned maintenance at the same time. Then we saw at least one Chevron Richmond go out in an unplanned manner. So suddenly California's gasoline supply was cut back quite a bit. So there's maintenance issues. You got to keep up with the refinery. It does require a lot of maintenance. Um, in a statement, those at Chevron Richmond said, quote, we do not discuss specific operational details related to our facility. Uh, but Bornstein says the situation there has impacted state gas prices. The Richmond refinery situation seems to be the one that was unplanned that we didn't know was already going to happen. And that is a major supplier of California gasoline. So its disruption probably had a significant effect on gasoline prices. And this is from a statement from Chevron Richmond. So after all of this stuff came out, Chevron Richmond decided that instead of just taking it laying down, they're going to release a statement as to why gas prices can be so expensive. Um, Many factors figure into the price of a gallon of gasoline, including some unique ones specific to California. In addition to the price of oil, Other factors include competitive conditions in the marketplace, the higher cost to produce gasoline to the specific uh, specifications required by the California Air Resources Board, uh, costs associated with fuel distribution, local, state, and federal taxes, California carbon compliance costs, recent inflationary pressures, and fixed costs of doing business that are often higher in California relative to other states. The cost of commercial real estate, for example. The majority of our branded stations in California are owned by independent business people who make their own decisions about the prices to charge at their stations. So Chevron themselves, who uh, are the refinery specifically, is saying, look, we only have control over so many things. And when it comes to maintenance, these are things that we have to do. There is a number of different things that kind of add up to why. Uh, gas is so expensive here in the state of California. Um, one of the things is the California Air and Resources Board. Recently, while Noodles is saying we need to investigate and have this uh, investigation and talk about a tax on the windfall profits, the huge windfall profits of the oil companies, he is also in the background negotiating with a lot of the refineries to switch as fast as possible to the winter blend, they call it the winter blend uh, gasoline, which is a lot cheaper to produce. Why would he be rushing to do that? It's because he knows that refineries have the ability to do so. And he knows that because of this regulation regarding summer blend, which is when it's hotter out. And I guess something somebody can explain it in the chat probably a lot better than I can. Uh, Something about when it's hotter out, it it produces less emissions and stuff like that. But um, that is a big issue. So for him to admit that, please go to the winter blend as fast as possible. Um shows you right there that he admits that there is something that has an impact. A regulation from the California uh, air resources board has an impact on the price of gas. And he's already saying like, let's go back to the winter blend because that's a lot cheaper. And I'll shave like 50 cents off the price of a gallon. That's a big swing. 50 cents is nice. We're still way over $4, which I think a lot of people is kind of their like pressure point over $4. And people are starting to get a little antsy over the price of gas now six dollars it's almost terrifying to think about it um but that's an admission right there in my mind if he's already saying there's windfall tax driver he's telling you the one thing which is the political talking point it's the stuff that gets him the political points it gets him the likes on twitter um it gets him the retweets and stuff like that but in the background now you have him saying well look i understand we have this like really expensive summer blend that we, the state of California, require you to do because of smog and all that stuff. Could we just like quietly switch it back to winter as soon as possible? Like eh, it's close enough, right? It's October. We're close enough to winter. Maybe we could just switch it back to that. 
Um, so already it's an implicit admission on his part that there is regulations and there are regulations that have an impact on the price overall. Uh, costs associated with fuel distribution, local, state, and federal taxes, California carbon compliance. That's always been a big issue dealing with the carbon compliance of California. Inflation. Yep. Got to talk about inflation. Inflation has been hurting the American uh, uh, consumer and their wallets. It's been hurting basically everyone around the world because what happens when you print a ton of money? Uh, those countries did see the worst of inflation. Um, even European countries that printed a ton of money for COVID relief and stuff like that are now starting to see a lot of inflation. Fixed costs of doing business are off their higher in California. Correct. Everything's more expensive in California. And that's something about California that I've said before, which is that I believe there's a lot of businesses that thrive in California despite California. And I think that a lot of people say, well, it's the fifth largest economy and it's doing so well and da da da. I think it could be even better. It could be like one of the top three economies in the entire world. It's big enough. It's necessarily bigger than most countries. It's bigger than a lot of European countries. That's for sure. It has a much wider amount of natural resources, a lot more expansive amount of coastline, different climate temperatures, all that stuff. California has an abundance of things to offer if things were done correctly. That's why I say like a lot of businesses I think are successful despite everything that goes on in California. Um, but it is way more expensive to do stuff, you know, an $800 minimum tax just for setting up a business is an incredible tax on small businesses. I've dealt with it myself. If you're a person who just goes out on their own, hangs up their own shingle and says, look, I want to start my own business. And the state of California goes, Hey, that's great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, looks like you don't owe any taxes this year because you were at a loss. It's your first year. You're kind of like getting off the ground. That's awesome. That's fantastic. By the way, you owe us $800. $800 is a lot of money. If you're not planning on spending it in that way, if you're planning on spending it on advertising or payroll or something like that, $800 can be a big swing for a lot of small businesses that are just getting off the ground, especially when you're just trying to make things work in the first year or two. It's not easy to just throw $800. But that's just one example of how California is not super small business friendly. And that's just one example of how California itself is just more expensive to operate into. Um, let's talk about there's this other quote. Kevin Slagle, vice president of the strategic communications for the Western States Petroleum Association, described the allegations uh, as ridiculous. And this is kind of him talking about the allegations that they're making this enormous amount of profits. Uh, despite bans, mandates, and other policies that increase energy costs, our members are doing all they can to produce and refine more energy and fuels to keep up with demand. Keep in mind the first $1.28 per gallon we all pay at the pump today goes to taxes, fees, and regulatory programs imposed by the state. Our policy environment matters when it comes to energy costs, and our policy environment is getting more restrictive and costly than ever. So... Going back, let's talk more about uh, I'll talk more about this article over here. Uh, the overall goal of Newsom's sweeping climate change package is achieving net zero GHG emissions in the state, and that means outlawing oil and gas. Imagine that a company, you know, if you're a company and you're an oil company in the United States, what makes you want to really invest and keep going in California if you're not going to be welcome in California in 10 years? I mean, that doesn't really make any sense. You wouldn't plot along and continue to invest and continue to work so hard to be in California. Um, even though there's high demand, even though there's incredible demand in the state of 40 million plus people, there's still a lot of demand for gasoline for people, to, especially a big expansive state like this, where people need to drive a lot. And there's still a lot of demand, but a lot of oil companies are probably just backing off and going, yeah, no, probably I'm just probably not worth it. Um, so pretty much everything we use in modern society needs to be upended, overhauled and restricted, according to Governor Newsom, in the burgeoning industry of climate change hustlers. Yet when the California legislator had a chance to halt increasing California gas tax increases, they didn't, nor did the governor. In March, the Assembly Transportation Committee was set to hear AB 1638 by Assemblyman Kevin Kiley to suspend California's 51 cent gas tax. Uh, gas tax is now 54 cents because remember, it goes up every single year. Uh, by the way, how are your roads doing? Are your roads 
pristine, your roads are fantastic now, right? Like you don't see any potholes, you don't see any rough roads. Raise your hand if you see any, um, if your roads are absolutely fantastic. Um, to suspend California, uh, Kylie know that Maryland and Georgia had just reduced their gas tax and the people of those states saw immediate results. He said rebates are a good idea, especially with a substantial state surplus and should be much larger, returning to overtax taxpayers more of their own money. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't agree with the whole rebate idea. I think just here's an idea. Why not just suspend gas tax? Why don't we just suspend all these taxes for right now? If you have an enormous surplus, right? If you have an enormous surplus where uh, the state is you know, bragging about the fact that they have this enormous surplus of money that they're sitting on, couldn't you say maybe we don't need to take so much money from these other places where people are hurting and we can get rid of this stuff? Probably because they're afraid that if they get rid of it or they suspend it, it'll likely never want to come back. Like, how would you want to be? Would you want to be the politician who suspends it and all of a sudden you have to say, oh, actually, uh, we're going to put a dollar back in taxes and fees and regulatory costs and all that stuff back on your price a gallon for gas because we want to and because we need that revenue while also saying that you have a what? How many billions of dollars in surplus? Uh, I think you just get rid of all of them, but that's just me. Uh, rebates are fine. They, I mean, they're fine because you get money in your pocket. Not everyone's going to be using that for gasoline though. I wonder how much people are going to use it on other things. Uh, however, legislative antics and partisan politics won the day rather than debating the proposal to suspend the summer gas tax increase. Kylie's bill was hijacked by Democrats who passed amendments to gut the bill. So they could not be accused of voting for gas tax increase. If you don't remember, I did a video on this. This was with, uh, he, a little assemblyman Lee, uh, you know, I call him baby Lee because he is a young child. He's like 22 or 23 years old. He still lives with his mother. He openly admits that he lives with his mother. He's done that on Twitter. Uh, he was the one who thought it was be just such an own if he took Kevin Kylie's bill and then passed an amendment to gut an amendment. Kevin Kylie knew immediately what was going on. He's smart enough to figure that out. Immediately tried to pull his bill and they gut and amended it and just completely destroyed his bill. And they turned it into something about social housing or something that Assemblyman Lee is obsessed with. If you want to see like a, a preview of what California is, the, the road California is headed down if we're not if we don't try and fight and take things back for the way they should be. Look at Assemblyman Lee praise of the Karl Marx social housing over in Europe. It's on Twitter. He just he loves this Karl Marx social housing idea and living these ugly, disgusting, huge, lifeless apartment buildings that that's where he wants everybody to live. That's his idea. That's what he loves about uh, social housing. So go check out Alex Lee. He's also 22 or 23. So the stuff he says is pretty kind of idiotic and immature. Uh, Democrats diddled for 100 days to provide relief at the pump for the state's drivers from the record high gas prices. The Globe reported in June, California Democrats abandoned the opportunity for a gas tax holiday and then announced they were forming a new committee to investigate gas price gouging to make it appear they were doing something. Uh, now, let's talk about the assembly or the investigation. This this is from Cal Matters, different article. The state assembly in June formed a select committee to investigate why California's gas prices are so much higher than the rest of the country. The committee has met twice, twice, twice. That was it. Since June... Twice. It's such an important matter to your California legislatures up legislators up in Sacramento. They have met twice. So they've been invest they've been hard at work investigating, right? These legislators have been hard at work investigating. Why are gas prices so expensive in the state of California? It must be those oil, evil oil companies. They've met a total of twice. Right? Shows you sort of how um Let's just say how important it is to them. Let's just say uh, whether there's a high priority for that or whether or not this was just a political stunt so that they could say we've started a committee, kind of like the January 6th or whatever other committee you want to talk about, Benghazi. I mean, all that stuff. All this stuff is just political show. It's dog and pony show so that politics and politicians can say, oh, look, we started a committee to investigate why gas prices are so high. Oh, great. Oh, great. Have you figured it out? You're, you're the experts, right? You figure this out. Uh, no, we've only met twice. Do you plan on meeting more? No, I'm it's the holidays and we're busy. So, uh, a Jackie Irwin, the Camarillo Democrat who leads the panel told the Cal matters in a statement, 
The Select Committee on Gasoline Supply and Pricing has been investigating long-term solutions to address California's high gas prices. The committee will be releasing a report in the next few weeks with recommendations based on testimony from numerous stakeholders and industry experts for the legislator to con- consider in the upcoming session. Okay. Um, not going to really hold my breath on this investigative committee, especially because of the fact that you can read article after article after article explaining exactly why gas prices are so high down to the specific dollar amount. Um, Scott Wilk, who is the Senate Republican leader, the state Senate Republican leader, he provided the numbers specifically of why gas is so expensive per gallon in the state of California. Um, He provided that 51.1% actually it went up. It's 54% goes to the state gas tax. Uh, 25 cents goes to cap and trade. 22 cents goes to low carbon fuel standard. Two cents goes to underground storage fee. Uh, 10 to 15 cents uh, switch to summer blank costs more to produce than any type of gasoline. And 14.4% state sales tax. So um, here we are. Scott Wilk has provided you the exact numbers of why gas is so expensive in the state of California. Meanwhile, there's an investigative committee that says they're going to get to the bottom of it. Don't you worry. They're going to get to the bottom of it. I would love if they came out honestly and they were like, well, we did an investigation. It turns out um, there's a lot of taxes. Yeah, there's a lot of taxes and regulatory schemes um, why your gas is so expensive. Of course, they won't say that. They will say something about how gas is huge windfall, right? It's a huge windfall profit for those oil, evil oil companies, which is why you need to get an electric car right? That's exactly where it all comes back to. All right. One more thing. And I'm going to open it up for the chat and questions and stuff like that. Last thing, if you thought that this was all bad news, don't worry. Help is on the way. Okay. Help is on the way. Cause this week, probably by the end of this week, if you're lucky enough, you may see the inflation relief check from California show up in your bank in a direct deposit. Great, right? Um, in June, both sides finally came to agreement. And they're talking, this is kind of talking about their inflation relief. Remember, this was all the way back in June. They were talking about inflation was so bad. So they're trying to figure out how to combat inflation. So their idea of in combating inflation is to spend government money to fight inflation. I mean, I'll let you uh, figure out how that solves inflation, but I, I don't think it solves any inflation. In June, both sides finally came to an agreement worth a total of $17 billion. Uh, according to the agreed-upon package, those making up to $75,000 a year or joint filers who make up to one hundred and fifty dollars will get, hold on, hold on, you may not know what to do with all of this, $350. That's that's the top tier. Uh, those who make up to 125 a year and joint filers up to 250 will get 200, $250 each. Those who make up to $250, $250,000 a year or 500000 filing jointly can get a whopping $200 each. One dependent may also be added at each tier for the same amount as each filer. Me and Calvary's could see as much as $1,050, or coming in per household, depending on the tier level. Um, Just going to go out and say anyone who, if you're, if you're single and you're making $250,000 a year and your family is filing jointly over $500,000 a year, are you going to notice there was a $200 payment that went into your bank account? seems kind of odd that they would give sort of, they told, they always talk about like corporate and, and, and elite and wealthy bailout, but that seems odd that $200 for something. I mean, is it just kind of like a token? I, I don't I don't know. And that's what this article kind of goes on to say. While many are happy to receive the extra funds, many note that the timing shortly before Election Day match around the time last year when the Golden State stimulus checks were sent out shortly before the governor recall election, if you remember that. Everyone got like $600 as part of the Golden State stimulus to stimulate the economy because we were coming out of COVID. So that was the idea. Everyone, here's your $600. Go spend it as you want. Um, a move widely seen as garnering a last-minute support bump for Newsom. Kind of convenient. Yeah. 
And a lot of people say this, that it is convenient. And a lot of people are saying that this does seem like a payoff. I'm not going to disagree with you, right? I'm not going to disagree with you that this does seem a little shady that the, you know, just weeks before the election, all of a sudden, just conveniently, now all of a sudden there's going to be a nice little check in your, your, your bank account that goes, Hey, don't forget, you know, good old noodles remembered and, and remember that you are suffering at the gas tank. So here's $200 to fill up maybe once or twice. Uh, quote, it's not as nearly as drastic this year since he has a such a commanding lead, but this does help Newsom right before the election, explained former lobbyist Harry Schultz to The Globe on Monday. Free money going out before an election right during the beginning of a recession with consumer prices still being high. Yeah, that buys goodwill. Honestly, it's a good bet, Hedger. Just in case something catastrophic comes out that hurts Newsom, he still has some cards to play, and this is one of them. It has been odd timing both times, to say the least. And if I were Senator Dolly, I'd bring this up during the debate. Definitely going to bring this up tomorrow when he's on the podcast, 8 p.m., live on YouTube. Make sure you join so you can ask plenty um, plenty of questions and comments. Somebody said, who am I just hearing about Brian Dolly? Uh, why am I just now hearing about Brian Dolly? I don't know why you're just hearing about Brian Dolly, but he's going to be on the show tomorrow night, 8 p.m. on YouTube. So if you want to learn more about him, definitely check it out. I'd bring this up during debate, even just a passing mention of it being coincidental. I also want to bring up why uh, it's going to be a radio debate and not a television debate. I think he's come out and said that he wants it to be a television debate. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Anyway, so to sum everything up, it's more complicated than just windfall profits. They like to blame windfall profits. They like to make oil companies the bad guy. But it does require politicians to be honest. It does require them to be a little bit more honest to say, maybe we've gone a little too far in one direction. Maybe we need to look at this. And the thing is, I think it was Senator Tom Cotton. Was it Tom Cotton? Trying to remember. It might not be Tom Cotton. Um, But there was a senator who once said that once a tax is implicated, it never goes away. Um. Somebody asked, will you record the debate? Actually, we're going to live stream it. Yeah, we're going to do a live stream of it. So, yes, there will be a recording of it. You can watch us talk about it, talk about the debate. We're going to actually live stream it. So, um, as I was going to say, it requires the politicians to be a little bit more honest, I think. It does require, it would be a breath of fresh air if Democrats came out, moderate Democrats said, hey, you know, there's a lot of these things that we maybe don't need anymore. Maybe we can suspend these or we don't need this. And um, maybe at the end of the day, maybe we should help out the California. And, and maybe we, maybe prior people before us imposed this stuff. Maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. But to kind of go out and just say it's one thing and it's one thing only, that it's the oil companies ripping you off. And as I tweeted yesterday, why would they rip? Why would they wait till now to rip off the California consumer when inflation is at historic highs, when the economy is in the toilet before rather than the previous administration where the economy was roaring, people had disposable income, um, things were great oil prices and gas prices were super low. Why wait till now? Why wait till things are really bad economically for the, it doesn't make sense to me. That's the argument that I'm trying to figure out is that they waited till now to gouge people. You would gouge people when people have a lot of disposable income, correct? Like most businesses would know, Hey, the economy is doing really well. Everyone has disposable income. People have more income and more money in their pockets. Therefore, I'm going to raise my price a little bit because I know I can get a little bit more out of people and they don't really care. Instead, you wait until the economy is really bad and people are penny pinching to start gouging prices. Um, It seems kind of odd, especially in this economic landscape that we're in. People aren't going to just accept it. I think we already talked about it and people in the chat can let me know whether or not you just change your driving habits, whether you've decided you're going to drive a lot less. um, That's sort of what is going on now is that people are modifying their spending and they're not necessarily running out and buying as much gas before. Instead, what's happening is that 
people are just going to be buying less gasoline. So you're not really going to get a windfall profit. But again, that if you're trying to make logic of a illo- if you're trying to make logic out of an illogical argument, is kind of hard. It does make your brain hurt. So again, as the goal of this is always to look at this and see that there is plenty of reasons why gas is so expensive in the state of California. We have refinery issues. I personally think we need to bring more refineries back online, but that's just me. It's going to be hard to bring refineries back online in a state where they're trying to get rid of oil altogether. Um, We need more refineries so that one refinery going down doesn't hurt as many people as we think. If there were more refineries, there would be more fail safe so that if one refinery goes down, there's unplanned maintenance or there's a fire or something like that, it doesn't hurt everybody. Um, There's a lot of things that really kind of contribute to it. Uh, Somebody says, get rid of the California Air and Resources Board. Yep, sure. That's one thing as well because of all the regulations, the carbon compliance, all that stuff. It does all contribute in one way or another. It's not all 100% one specific thing such as the windfall profits. And it's important that people know that and people are aware of that and they're educated on that. So when they go out and people say, oh, it's all those evil oil companies who are just raising the prices on their own. At least you can go out there and say, yeah, no, 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 it's not that. It's a whole bunch of all these other things. And this is the data to back it up. Um, Don't you go thinking logically in California. I know. How dare me trying to think logically in the state of California. What a horrible thing on my part. All right. With that said, let's open it up to any questions, comments, stuff like that. I always like to leave a little bit of time because that's the point of this is to have coffee and discuss California politics um, at the same time. So, uh Somebody had said before, I want to get to this comment, decline a paddleboard trip, paddleboarding trip out of town due to needing a need to conserve gas, looking for a second job, and I have a good full-time job. Yeah, that's really, uh, California, that's, let me go back to that first comment, I'm going to get to your comment. Um, yeah, it's it, that's exactly what I was saying at the beginning, which is that there's a lot of people who are going to change their spending habits. They're going to cut back on stuff. Now you haven't gone on that paddleboarding trip. You're not spending money on going paddleboarding. You're not buying paddleboarding stuff. You're not going to restaurants along the way. You're not spending money at a hotel or an Airbnb. It has a trickle effect of the money does hurt, and it, it does hurt spending habits here in California. And there's a lot of people who are doing the same thing. Somebody said, California GOP posted in what props to vote no on. What's your take on it? Um, I haven't seen it yet. But if you saw last week's episode, stuff that like Cynthia and I are going to be doing is we're going to be breaking down a lot more of these propositions. There's several more propositions we want to get to before uh, the election comes up. And that's probably going to take a couple extra shows to kind of talk about this stuff and kind of get everyone's feedback. We talked about Prop 26 and Prop 27 last week. We disagreed on Prop 27. Uh, which is fine. We're still friends. See what happens. You can disagree about stuff and still be friends. Um, she said no on both. I said yes on Prop 27 just because, you know, Papa wants to be able to to throw a quick 20 on a football game every once in a while. It makes it kind of fun. Um, but we're going to be going over it. So those are helpful. Those guides are helpful. But I always, 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 always recommend that you do your own research. You know, if you're kind of like reading a proposition and you're not sure what's going on with it, and you're kind of like, I don't really know what's going on, You know, which way do they lean? There's been times they've said yes on one thing, I've said no. There's been times they've said no on something, I've said yes. Um, if you look at, like, I'm pretty sure, like the Libertarian Party of California, of California, they probably have a proposition guide as well. Um, I would venture to say they probably say no on everything because it means more government. So, But my point is, Make sure you read this stuff on your own. Don't just go look at the voter guide because you're not being educated when you vote. It's a helpful barometer and compass to kind of figure out where am I going, but it's not everything. Read it and figure it out. I bet they say probably no on 27. I say yes on 27, but that's just me. I miss the sound of the doggy taking her morning nap. Yeah, she's in here every once in a while. So sometimes, you know, when the wife's around, she hangs out with her in the morning. Prop 22. Haven't dived into Prop 22 yet. Um, 
With OPEC decreasing oil production, have you heard anything about how much this will affect Californians? I haven't yet, but I imagine it's going to hurt everybody. Um, I imagine it's going to absolutely hurt everybody. It's going to force, uh, you know, former Vice President Joe Biden into a position where he's going to have to figure out: Do I really push for more domestic oil production? Because if OPEC is decreasing oil production, we're really going to be in a world of hurt. And gas prices, you know, gas prices politically, it's the one thing that people drive by all the time. And it's the one thing that they can kind of go to the ballot box and figure out and say, you know, this party's in power. Gas is really high. Previous party was in power. Gas was really low. So California GOP said no on everything in their post yesterday. That's not surprising. Newsom signed. But again, if they say no. I challenge you to go look at everything and say, do you agree with them saying no? Just don't vote no because of everything. Um, look at them and examine them and read them for yourselves. Read the fiscal effect. Read the positive and negatives. Like going back to last week's episode about Prop 26 and Prop 27. Prop 26, 70% of what they're going to make in Prop 26 or the money that their state revenue that they've designated for the state revenue is going to go into the general fund. What that means is the general fund is this big, huge pot of money that legislators get to pick from and they get to allocate money to. It could go from helping the homeless to public schools to researching the Delta smelt to who knows whatever the heck else they could be doing. But Prop 27, 85% of everything that they're going to make is going to go to homeless programs. And the other 15 is going to go to the gambling addiction. So I do like that fact that if they're going to make money off of this, it's specifically earmarked to exactly what it's going to go to. But you wouldn't know that if you just read no. You would have to dive into these propositions to figure out exactly what that means. Um, but if you're also someone who's like, I don't like the idea of sports gambling, that's fine as well. But always, always, always look and read. Newsom signed Executive Order 9 and 1919, which redirected gas tax money to other projects, then raised the gas tax again. Yeah, this was something I talked about a while back, and this was in the early days of this platform when I talked about the gas tax, and I was going over propositions back then. And there was like, I don't know, nobody out there was listening to me anyway, really early on. And I remember telling people back then, if you look at the gas tax, there was a stipulation. The gas tax did not all have to go to roads. And they promised it as the gas tax is going to go to fix the roads and infrastructure. That's the point of a gas tax. You use the roads, you have to pay for gas. Therefore, this is how you're going to do it. And there's something hidden inside that proposition when they passed it, which said, the legislator can then deem and do whatever they really want with that money. They can send it to the general fund. They can figure out what else to do with it. It's not locked into, it's not like in a little lockbox, they call it, where it just goes to the roads and all that. It goes, it can go anywhere. And so that's why you got to be careful about these propositions. If you look at the commercials, they'll say one thing. They'll say, oh, all this money goes to X, Y, and Z. They always, you know, the, I call them the four horsemen of empathy, which is, you know, first responders, uh, police, firefighters, EMTs, you know, teachers, all that stuff. Um, the people who like, why would you want to vote against them getting money? That doesn't make any sense. But when you dive into it, there's no guarantee it might go to any of those people. So you got to look at that stuff. Um, California gets 56% of its crude from overseas. Yeah, we talked about that. They do get a lot of it from uh, a lot of places in Central America. So... It is interesting that we could drill responsibly a lot more here to help Californians, but we do buy most of our gas from overseas where we're not sure what the environmental impact is. Are they paying their workers a fair wage? Are they taking care of them? Um, stuff like that. So, yeah. What are the ramifications of making abortion rights a California constitutional right? Uh, well, they are pretty large because a California constitutional amendment takes a lot to get rid of. I mean, we can do a referendum and we can get rid of it right afterwards. A lot of people can do that. Um, you're going <coughs> to, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a referendum on this constitutional amendment, but it makes it a constitutional amendment, right? Meaning it is the highest right in the state of California. It's not just a, you know, state right or stuff like that. If it's in the constitution, the constitution is the ultimate right in California. 
It is the top legal document. It governs everything. Um, and so, therefore, anything else that tries to, let's say, Temecula tried to say they were abortion-free or they were trying to say, uh, I think that they were trying to ban it or something like that. Look into the story. The, the city of Temecula could get sued and they would say, well, under the Constitution of California, you are prohibiting this right. Therefore, you're not in compliance and it would be struck down. So making it a constitutional right gives it the highest priority and power in the land. Um, and that's why it's so much different than just a law because a law could be changed. The law could be deemed to not work with other laws, but making it a constitutional right gives it the biggest sort of protection. Do you have all those talk shows still up to listen to? Yeah, I believe there's still, um, if you go to anchor.fm forward slash California underground, or on Spotify, I think they list all the episodes, but Anchor.fm definitely has them. Uh, you can go way back and go all the way to the back of when I first really started doing this. Um, and you can hear me just kind of talking into a microphone all by myself before we had guests and, um, you know, all that stuff. Before we had people like Brian Dolly coming on. It was just me chatting into a microphone. I always say no on everything. That's a safe bet. You can gamble online, Phil. You can't gamble, you can't place any bets online in California. That's what Prop 27 changes. If I wanted to put a quick 20 on a football game or something, can't do that in the state of California because they look based on your IP address and stuff like that. And if you try and get around it, it's you know a whole legal issue. Uh, even the best intention propositions have nefarious reasons. Yes, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, California has enough crew to be self-sustaining, but lacks refining capacity. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. California probably has enough natural resources to be completely self-sustaining. You know, we should have an abundance of energy. We should have an abundance of fuel. We should have an abundance of food. We should have an abundance of, I mean, everything. California really is a land of milk and honey that is just held down. I feel like it's just, it could be so it could be a thriving beacon for the entire world. And that's what makes me so sad about California. There's so much promise here and it just seems like we, we continually step on our own feet. So, um, we could have a lot of, we could be exporting energy to other States and making a ton of money off of exporting energy to other States. We could be the West coast hub of all energy where all the Western States get all their energy from. So, which is why I wear this shirt. Stop brownout, support nuclear. We could have nuclear power plants that would power California and parts of the Southwest and Western states. So I'm determined to change your mind on Prop 27. I sure, I'd love to hear the argument, but don't we have enough money in the general fund? They don't do anything with that money. Yeah, I mean, there's never enough. It's always the, we always need more. That's the, always the argument is. Well, we need more. We, if you just, we're, we're, we're like, we're, we're right there. If we just, if we just get this next one, like prop 30, which I was reading about, and I'll probably have to break down in another episode. Um, if we're, we're right there, if we just tax a little bit more, we just get this one more tax. Everything will be great. We'll hit the utopia. It never ends there. Um, prop 27 is trash, but it would be nice not to have to drive to Reno to place a bet on a game. Uh, more money be wasted out to the homeless? Yeah, probably. Uh, they already spend a lot on homelessness, and for what? Well, yeah, in, the, in, in last week's episode, we talked about how Prop 26 basically bashed the government, which Prop 26 is promoting. They're going to send money to the government, but the proponents of Prop 26 also said that don't vote for Prop 27 because the state has already spent billions of dollars on homelessness, so what's the point anyway? I'm like, eh, I don't really. So you're arguing against giving money to the government, which your proposition would give money to the government. And that's your, it, it was really weird, but I uh, went to the train. Yeah. The train that they are promising is going to be finished in 10 years. Do you know anything about cap and trade auctions and help me understand? I have no idea about cap and trade auctions. I believe what happens is um, you can like companies can sell and buy, like if they have extra credits under cap and trade, for because they're not polluting a lot, you can another company can buy those credits. I think that is generally what it means, but I would have to look into it more. That's how I understand it. 
why do you think Noodles didn't put any info on himself in the voter? Because he thinks he's he's got it wrapped up. So why does he have to? It's weird that he didn't put any. So, but I mean, a chance for him to talk about himself. Oh, they tried to make it a sanctuary city. Yeah. Uh, 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 let's see. A couple more questions. Do, 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 do. Canada's making so much money with their energy exports. Yeah. Yeah. And, and California can make a lot as well. Um, again, there's a lot here in this state and there's could be a lot. There, there could be such a enormous swell of, you know, just, it, it, there could just be a huge upswell of, economic prosperity here in the state of California if we just kind of unleashed the true potential of California. Dolly mentioned that yesterday we actually have extra energy but no way to send it where we need it. Well, that seems kind of dumb. We should be able to... We should be able to send it out. Does Dolly have a chance? I mean, the polls show... I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle, so... Um, but he's out there, he's campaigning and he's going to come on the show and we're going to talk to him. And, uh, you know, if anything, you should always listen to these candidates. Everyone's always worried about like, uh, are they going to win? Are they going to win? Why not just listen to their ideas? You never know. You know, there, there's like, and that's why a lot of people don't listen to like third parties, like the libertarian party. Cause they're like, hey, he has no chance to win. So I'm not going to listen to him. Listen to everybody. That's why I think there should be debates. I think there should be televised debates. I think there should be at least three debates. Two of them have to be before ballots drop. Um, the third one could be like right before. And then everyone who's kind of on the fence, make your last pitch. But I think two should be before the ballots drop. Um, that way people have an idea of what they want to look for and they can kind of keep interested. But, uh, the fact that there's going to be one debate, um, and it's going to be on the radio is kind of not really. It's on Sunday night too. I think it's a Sunday night around like primetime football playoffs, like baseball playoffs are going to be going on. So people are not going to be tuned into people aren't going to cozy up against the radio with a blanket and a hot cocoa listening to the radio in the debate. Like there's not gonna be that many people listening. Um, we'll be listening. Of course we'll be listening. Um, it won't be televised, but we will be listening. Uh, how many folks are running for governor? I've only heard of Dolly. Uh, well, there's nobody else running. Outside. I don't know Marriott is running for... If we're talking about Brian Marriott, he's running for Congress. So, right now, it's only the top two have passed into... It's the In California, we do the jungle primary, which is the top two advanced to the general. And Dolly and, uh, and Newsom were the top two who advanced. So... Um, I would rather watch my fantasy team suffer than watch that noodles and Dolly debate. Well, that's what I do. I, I put myself through the hardships so that you can get informed. All right. Um, any final questions? Like I said, tomorrow night at 8 PM, I'm going to be doing the podcast pre-show as always to kind of give you guys a heads up, but we're going to be doing uh, a whole hour hopefully an hour interview uh you know he's a busy guy so hopefully we can get a full hour and with brian dolly we're gonna talk about a lot of things and um it's gonna be great and we're gonna have a lot of congressional or not congressional we're gonna have a lot of candidates on uh state candidates uh remember we like to focus on state candidates whether state legislators running for governor county supervisors um and we're gonna talk about propositions there's a lot to talk about coming up in the next several weeks so we're gonna be very very busy and um yeah Thanks for everyone tuning in. Oh, thanks for watching. Uh, it's always great when we find new people. And definitely, if you haven't already listened, if you like the audio podcast, make sure you go subscribe, like, share, review, hit the notification bell so that you always get notified when we post more more podcasts and all that stuff. Uh, and that's basically it. And if you want to grab one of these awesome Stop Brownouts Support Nuclear t-shirt, it's in the store. You can click on this button below. Um, but with that said, uh, I'll see you guys all tomorrow night for the interview with Brian Dolly. Everyone have a great day later.
Thank you for listening to another episode of California Underground. If you like what you heard, remember to subscribe, like, and review it. And follow California Underground on social media for updates as to when new episodes are available. 